Orcas and salmon are friends that need help. Our ocean pals are facing some trouble. Less trouble, more bubbles. There's so much we can do. Do you know what I'm thinking? Let's start preaching extinction. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Breaching Extinction podcast. I hope you guys all had a whale of a week. This week, I'm chatting with Brian Jenkins from Blackman Coffee, as well as Howard Garrett. Howard has been on the podcast before, as has Brian, and I'll be sure to link those episodes down below. Um, but Howard Garrett is one of the co-founders of Orca Network. He's a sociologist, and he has dedicated his life to spreading awareness about the Salish Sea and the health of it, and he does that at Orca Network. So um, that is his background. Before we get started with this week's episode, our whale of the week is J47 Notch. And Notch gets this name because he has a very distinct injury that happened when he was young that healed. Uh, makes him very easy to identify, but he's an 11-year-old whale. He is Tlaquil, which is J35's son. Um, he does have, a, he's a big brother to the newborn phoenix, J57, and he's often seen hanging out with Moby, Star, and Kiki. Uh, before we get started, just a quick message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Blackfin Coffee. Blackfin Coffee is an e-commerce roasting brand based in Seattle, Washington, and I want to tell you about them. I was really inspired by the brand's focus initially to partner with PNW Protectors to lock arms and help save the southern resident orcas in the Pacific Northwest. For more information, visit them at www.blackfin.coffee. That's blackfin.coffee. For our listeners, Blackfin will be offering 20% off your first purchase with the promo code BREACHEXTINCTION20 at checkout. Again, head over to blackfin.coffee and redeem your promo code today. Welcome, everybody, back to the Breaching Extinction podcast. I'm here with Howard Garrett of Orca Network and Brian Jenkins from Blackfin Coffee. And this week, we're going to cover a couple things. We're going to talk about the It's About Damn Time campaign, um, some of Howard's history with different movements in the Orca realm, and as well as the Red Road to DC movement that's now happening as well. So welcome, everybody. How are we doing? Real good. Thanks for the invitation. Happy to be here. Happy to be uh, getting us all together in the same Zoom room. Yes. Everything's on Zoom still. So here we are. Yeah. Right. Well, good to see you. Yes. Um, so what are, how long ago did we launch that campaign? Because I work every day, so I never know like how long things have been. I feel like it's been about a week and a half since we launched that. And that whole entire campaign spiraled from a conversation between you two. So I don't know if you guys care to speak on that a little bit and share kind of how this came to be and what still needs to be done. Sure. So April 16th is the day that I have, I'm looking at Instagram right now to help me remember because it's all moving so fast for me too. A lot of us have a lot of things going on, but anyways, yeah. Uh, I myself, Brian, with Blackfin Coffee, talked to Howard with uh, Orca Network and Langley Whale Center, and um, and we had a conversation that really kind of blew my mind. It just opened up my mind to something that I don't think a lot of people think about. And um, you know, I got hot on the phone with Erica and said, "Yo, 
there is a stimulus bill that's being worked mold over in uh, Congress right now. And Howard made me aware that uh, this is a massive opportunity that we don't want to miss. Um, assuming that this, this infrastructure bill is passed in Congress and, um, and, and, and the Democrats get most of what they want from it, um, we need to lay claim of some of the money to breach the lower four snake dams. So I put together the video of my conversation with Howard and uh, myself, Erica, Gloria, we all just spread a wide net and um, tried to get as many people on this campaign that we've, we've dubbed hashtag it's about damn time. And uh, the hope is to get our Washington state senators on board and write into some legislation in support of the Simpson bill, but revising it to speed up the dam breaching process in order to lay claim to some of the funding that could very easily be directed towards this infrastructure. And, uh, and that's, that was my takeaway, Howard. Hopefully I'm a good student and that was translated well to the masses because that's what we ran with <laughs> and kind of just looking for any insights, uh, any kind of inspiration that you might have anything to add to that. Well, you have it exactly right. Um... The ducks are lined up. Everything is so in place for this to happen very soon. Uh, the infrastructure bill is the big vehicle and Representative Simpson's concept, his, his initiative, uh, which is the, the core purpose of it is to breach those dams and return the salmon to Idaho. That's what he's doing it for. He's piled on many uh, you know, uh, sugar cubes to make it uh, okay for everybody, uh, transition uh, everything from every every complaint that is raised against breaching the dams, he has met with uh, mitigations and billions of dollars uh, to replace the, the hydropower, which may or may not need much replacing, in fact, uh, to replace the barging, and that will be some infrastructure, some railway and other transport uh, you know, infrastructure to be able to facilitate the barging so that there is, you know, no loss, no, no missed beat in terms of the export of basically grain from Idaho uh, that needs to come down to the Columbia River. Uh, and that's 140 miles and it can, and it is already being done in various other ways, mainly railways. So they can be uh, beefed up and that can be settled and irrigation can be handled too. Uh, you know, just extend the pipes and, and uh, you know, other mitigations to provide for the farmers that use that irrigation now. So he has thought of everything. He spent three years on it. He met with everybody. He's a Republican. He, his door is wide open. Uh, for everybody to come in and voice their complaints, and he has met them with this massive plan, which is a $33.5 billion plan that can really only pass as a part of this possibly $2 trillion infrastructure bill that uh, the Biden administration is fast tracking. I mean, they are moving as fast as they can. I mean, it is huge and it's still gonna be a month or two before there's any bill to present, but it's being written right now. 
and we need to have this concept that the Corps is breach the dams as a part of that bill. It needs to be written in. And the Biden administration is very, I, you know, they're, they're philosophically, I can't say they have endorsed the plan. I don't know what their inside conversations are, but this is right in keeping with their, their whole philosophical approach to governing and to the environment and to climate change. And it's right in line with every policy endeavor that they are working on right now. And with uh, Deb Holland as the Secretary of Interior, with uh, Brenda Mallory as the new chair of the Council on Economic Quality, which is sort of the, you know, the inner advisory council on all things environmental uh, that has the ear of the president and the top people in the, in the administration. Uh, she is very good on the environment and very much, you know, pro, pro river, pro fish, pro orca. Um, and we also have uh, Jared Huffman, uh, who is a representative from California, who is the chair of the committee in the natural resources, a subcommittee that oversees the Endangered Species Act. And of course, the salmon and the orcas are listed as endangered. So right in his, uh, down his alley. And uh, I do know uh, from firsthand from, from him actually, that he is very interested in doing this. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are many other players involved too. The new uh, secretary, uh, undersecretary of the army that oversees the Army Corps of Engineers uh, the name escapes me at the moment, but he is a Nez Perce native. Nez Perce are the number one completely uncompromised tribe that is totally devoted to breaching those dams. And that is because, the, you know, the dams and the, the wilderness area that needs to be restored by breaching is their land. Mm -hmm. So they have thousands of years of dependence on, on that land and, and those fish. And so they, they are totally upfront and have been for decades that those dams have to be breached. And now one of their members is in charge of the Army Corps of Engineers, effectively. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it really is. I mean, not that all of that, you know, they're, they're technically... The Army Corps of Engineers has the final decision-making power. They could, from what I understand, even though it would be a, a huge step for them to make, they could declare the dams non-operational, essentially mothball them, bypass them. And all you have to do, you don't have to touch the actual concrete. You just put a notch in the top of the earthen berms that are on the side of each of the four dams, the river will overflow and will gradually wash its way down to its, its you know, base level, down to the riverbed. Um, so it's not a huge expense, but, you know, they would have to declare that. But that would be contrary to 
all of the history and traditions of the Army Corps of Engineers. I mean, they've done that with some smaller projects. You know, it's, it's, there is a policy for that, but to apply it to the Snake River dams is just not characteristic of the Army Corps of Engineers. So they need a push. And the only real push available, these are federal dams. And so they were created essentially by uh, your authorized by Congress uh, way back in the 1950s. And they weren't really completed until the 1970s, all four of them. Uh, but Congress has to step in. That's really the only way. It has to be part of a bill or a resolution uh, that would do it. The problem is all four dams are in Washington. Mm -hmm. And to date, there has been no Washington elected official, mm -hmm. no governor, no senators, not even a U.S. representative that has come out and said, yeah, we've got to breach those dams. They won't do it. I understand why in terms of politics, in terms of uh, sort of the socioeconomic pressures, because the dams do bring in one very important commodity to that whole Tri-Cities and, and Snake River Dam Basin region, and that is money. They bring in federal money. Uh, it's, uh, they, they have sort of an open credit card. Uh, it's, it's not appropriated, it's a loan guarantee. So all they have to do is... So it, this is potential money. This isn't well, revenue. I mean, there's a history of it. There's you know, 17 billion over the last uh, 20 years or so that they have taken, I mean, it's a credit card. You know, so they have spent that, that level of money and they don't have any real reserves to pay it back. There's no prospect. And they are, you know, now applying for another limit, you know, raise their limit on their card, basically. So th they're looking for more money uh, because the dams don't produce any revenue. Their, their hydropower uh, is far more expensive than the market value of hydropower, power, um, you know, to any, any utility. Uh, their barging is subsidized to the tune of, according to the Rocky Mountain Econometrics, a company that monitors these things, uh, to the tune of about $25,000 per barge. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a money loser uh, unless you're on the receiving end of that money, you know, and so they have this huge bureaucracy and they have all of these clients that are well subsidized. And so all that money is, uh, you know, lubricates a lot of the economy in, in the Tri-Cities and the, and the Snake River area. And that, you know, that filters out, you know, the multiplier effect is at work. And so that means, uh, you know, it goes to a lot of people's incomes. It goes into a lot of taxes. It pays for a lot of, you know, everything from, uh, you know, city halls to libraries to police stations to firehouses. You know, I mean, it just, it, it's it's very important 
to the economy of the area. Um, and they have been very, you know, they meaning basically the Bonneville Power Authority, the Army Corps of Engineers, the Bureau of Reclamation, and NOAA, and a few other agencies uh, that are the recipients of this, you know, the federal borrowed money. Um, they've been very effective in keeping the, the sort of the rationale going, you know, giving reasons to keep the dams, how very valuable they are. You know, I can list the areas. I've done that. Uh, many people have, but you know, there, there are a variety of different arguments that they use. Um, and they're able to, uh, you know, basically support the political figures that they, that they work with who are also, you know, interested in their constituents who are also recipients of this money, you know, so they're, they're working for their people, but they're also, you know, willing to go along with this game of support the dams at all costs, you know, with gusto, I mean, with attitude, and even to the point of, of you know, dissing and, and uh, you know, downplaying all of the other values like salmon and orcas and the whole ecosystem health of 5,500 miles of tributaries that is prime salmon spawning habitat, uh, those values don't enter into their discussions. Um, so that they have controlled the conversation uh, all these years. So it's just really important to bring up the value of the ecosystem, the river health, the incredible salmon, you know, some of the, you know, the finest, the biggest, and the most salmon of, you know, Chinook salmon, which is the prime diet of the Southern residents, um, they're at stake and they're almost disappeared. They're almost gone. And we need to elevate the awareness of their, their need to survive, uh, you know, to counteract the, the drumbeat that, oh, well, you know, we need the hydropower, you know, and, you know, all those are so answerable. They're so mitigatable, but you can't replace, uh, you know, an extinct species. So we've got a lot of work to do. That's, That's right. the long answer, <laughs> sorry. No, that's we need all those details. I think that's very important and it gives everybody like a broader understanding of what's going on. Um, but the you know, the Chinook are endangered themselves too, and we know the Chinook support over like 400 other species, you know, which is we need that. Um, I'm curious though, because you said that you know, it's basically they're just getting a loan from having these dams up so it looks like from all the economic reviews that i've read or like the reports um there there's going to be tremendous economic benefit to taking the dams down can we like pump that back into what they're using um whatever this loan is for that like, really yes that should be a part of of our argument and that is being made by for instance outfitters because the economy of the, of the wilderness, of that whole, uh, you know, uh, Salmon River, Clearwater River, 
uh, other rivers, you know, like I was saying, 5,500 miles from what I understand of rivers and tributaries that depend on, uh, on the, the salmon, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, they, that, that's, that's what they, that's their economy. You know, there's a lot of little towns around there that depend on, uh, you know, outfitters on, on, on fishing essentially, um, and just outdoor recreation. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And there's other, a lot of other ways that there would be an economic rebound if you take out the dams. Mm -hmm. There's all that bottom land for one thing. It's 140 miles of river, and a lot of that would, it, it used to be before the dams, could be again, nice, flat, you know, very productive bottom land. Mm -hmm. It used to be orchards and vineyards big time. You know, they could be, you know, re replanted essentially. Um, and, you know, and, and settlements. I mean, it's it, there's there's a lot of a lot of land got flooded, and a, you know, of course, the you know, the tribes that were washed out. You know, they have been devastated. Some of them, uh, not just from the lack of salmon, but from the lack of land. You know, their 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 settlements themselves were completely taken away. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of the restorations would be beautiful to see, you know, in terms of, you know, economics and just the, the ecosystem revitalization. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I don't think that Washington would have as strong of an economy if it didn't have a healthy environment because so many people come to Washington to see the environment and many of the jobs rely on like salmon and just the local ecosystem as well. So, you know, if we're not going to value the environment for environment's sake, um, we can value the environment for economic sake and it makes sense. Sure. Yeah. That's a very good argument too. So, yeah, well, you know, we try to make these arguments, you know, but the roadblock is we need to get some support from the Washington elected officials from the delegation. That's really, you know, the arguments may be, you know, just emphatic and passionate, or they may be detailed and economic and, and go on for pages. But uh, either way, something has to convince our, our elected officials to get on board. And if they would do that, uh, you know, the domino effect would be incredible. Yeah. Then, then, then that would make it okay for so many other elected officials and basically for the people writing that infrastructure bill right now in Congress to include that plan. So with people that we've been asking to write letters and make calls and, and all of the work that we're asking people to do here lately because of this infrastructure money that is potentially on the table. Um, I've heard kind of like we want a hundred letters a day or calls or, you know, I know that uh, you yourself, you're working on some something locally where you are uh, regarding the Snake River signs. Like how, I mean, I'm kind of curious, is it possible that the senators just haven't heard this information before? I mean, what is it that no. we're really trying no. to communicate, you know? There's no way. 
Well, that that's that's the big question, and I don't really know what it would take. You know, what will be the tipping point? You know, I know that they're hearing a lot of the pro dam information. They've heard it for years. They get they're flooded with it. You know, their 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 staffs all get it. You know, they're they're. We have a disadvantage in that we don't have the kind of funding to hire the professional PR teams, <laughs> you know, to to plant editorials and op-eds and letters and, you know, to to uh, to like you know flood the consciousness with their side. So we've got to do it every which way we can. It's got to be you know grassroots and, but. It, you, you don't know. I mean, it could be somebody's granddaughter, you know, that says, I want to be able to see those salmon when I grow up and those orcas are, are, are the orcas going to die if we don't do this? And, you know, something's got to pluck their heartstrings, you know, to, to overcome all of this bad information that they've been getting all these years. I, you know, I, I don't know the secret. I, you know, if, if I played golf with one of our senators, I would bring it up, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know if they would play golf, but uh, I would definitely want to, you know, just get, it's about building consensus. You know, I, if, if you look at it in kind of sociological terms, it's about building a, you know, a widespread, very well-informed and, and kind of unified, harmonious social consensus of everybody. You know, everybody has a voice, hopefully. Uh, and, and everybody can talk to their friends and neighbors, their relatives, their parents, their kids. Um, and just, you know, bring it up, talk about the dams, talk about how we really need to have a free flowing river. So those salmon that are just miracles of nature. I mean, they are champions and warriors, each salmon, you know, to make it 4,000 feet in elevation and, and hundreds of miles into the wilderness. And, you know, after spending three, four, five years out at sea to grow big and, you know, as big as they can possibly get. And, you know, it's a struggle every, every stroke of the way, you know, that they're uh, trying to survive. And, you know, we should honor that. I, I, I don't know how to, you know, instill a, a, a spiritual sense, really, of the, the, the oneness and the wholeness of nature, of, of the, you know, just the beauties of all the moving parts, you know, that are all living things that are part of the fabric, you know, that, that we are in. Uh, but maybe that's the approach. You know, I, I, I don't know what, what will impress people, what will really move them in terms of, you know, the realistic politics, you know, that comes down to basically our U.S. senators to be able to turn that tide. <laughs> you know, that's just the way it is. Uh, so, uh, it, you know, they could get it from any direction. And 
maybe they or one of their relatives or staff will happen to hear this podcast, you know, or one like it or one, some of the other messaging. Uh, there are now ads that just ran, I think, uh, in a lot of major papers sponsored by several or not sponsored, but, uh, you know, co-signed by many environmental groups, including us, Orca Network, uh, that basically address Senator Murray and Senator Cantwell. Please mm -hmm. come around, see what needs to be done. Help us restore the, the salmon, the river, the orchids. Um, and maybe that will get through, you know, but, it, but it's, there has to be a sort of a symphony effect. It can't be just the horn section. It's got to be the whole symphony has got to, to reach their ears. And that may be, uh, you know, their grandkids kindergarten class, you know, might be, you know, just, just the notes that they'll listen to after the whole, you know, they hear the whole orchestra, but anyway, we've all got to do whatever we can do. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, we don't know the answer. So I think at this point, just try anything, try everything. Um, and I like, I like the concept of the orchestra that you bring up um, because, uh, you know, and I kind of have preached this throughout the podcast series is that we need everybody on deck doing everything. And there's so many roles to fill and we can't all fill all of them. Um, I'm curious though, because you're a sociologist, you know, what do you think it's gonna take to implement like social change? Because ultimately what I think it boils down to is like our societal values um, and what we think is important. And I think that's the root of why not everybody is on board or not everyone is, you know, caring about this sort of thing as much as they should. Or as much as I think they should. Very much. Uh, societal values, you know, from what I see are shifting, you know, fairly rapidly. Uh, but we also have to look at, uh, you know, the power relationships, the politics, essentially, uh, as, as we have them now. You know, we, we can't just, you know, all gather around, a, you know, a bonfire, you know, and and uh, voice our opinions and everyone is heard equally. We have elected officials for that reason, you know, or at least that's the way our democratic system is supposed to work and it can work that way, it very often does. And, and I think we have a lot that are working uh, who were elected for those positions that, uh, you know, ha have very much the right idea. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we're changing values and that filters into that power system. Uh, but eventually there has to be that tipping point from the top decision makers that have to go along with the new values and not the old exploitive, uh, you know, individualistic, grab it while you can, uh, you know, ruin it and run kind mm -hmm. of politics that have been going on, you know, from 
our industrial European background, basically, you know, since our ancestors came onto this new world, mm -hmm. uh, that has sort of been the value. If, oh my God, you know, I mean, you can look at so many historical references that show that, but uh, that is now being sort of eclipsed by this, this more holistic, ecological, spiritual understanding of how nature works in our place in nature. Uh, and it's got to work. <laughs> we have to help it work. We have to nurture this, the natural system and not the economic system first. So uh, that value, I, I think it's, it's spreading more widely every day. It's just got to reach those decision makers. You know, we just, and, you know, a lot of them, if, you know, if we had a lot of other elected officials in other states happen to be, you know, the leaders of the Washington delegation, we'd be home. You know, I think that, that would do it. But there's this very stern opposition uh, from our current senators. You know, sorry to have to say that, you know, I don't like to criticize, <laughs> but they are very opposed by all indications, all records. You know, I will say uh, probably six or eight months ago, Senator Murray agreed to look at it, or uh, I forget exactly what it was, but expressed openness mm -hmm. to the idea that the, the dams could be breached. Know, willing to study, you know, so that itself is actually, you know, a step in the right direction from where she was a couple of years ago. So, you know, I think there is movement. Um, some journalists have said that there, uh, there are a lot of private conversations going on, and I wouldn't doubt that a bit. The governor of Oregon, Kate Brown, has come out and said those dams ought to be breached. Let's do it. Let's get ready. You know, let's make, let's let's not dilly dally anymore. Let's get ready to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, a lot of others have too. We've just we've just got to you know get over that hurdle of our current senators, um, and if they will go along, I believe most of the representatives will go along, and that'll turn the tide, and then the editorial positions of the media will change and, you know, and, and chambers of commerce and, you know, it'll, it'll just sort of filter down into all the institutions of society, I think, you know, but they've got to change or else we're in this position that we've been in where, well, it ain't going to happen. Right. You know, so why argue? Uh, but as soon as it looks like it's going to happen, I think, people will start to shift their their attitudes on it. Yeah, I can't remember the name of what it's called, but one of like my majors was psychology. And I remember like one time in class, my professor played a video and it was like, this guy was like dancing in a field by himself and he was like surrounded by people. And then he slowly like pulled one or two people in and everybody's looking at them all weird. And then like basically slowly he starts pulling everybody in and he was the weird guy all alone and then you're now the weird one if you're not up you know dancing yeah. so that's what we need to have happen with the dams and yeah. I right I think there is a shift I you know I've also heard there's like 
different things going on behind the scenes, which is awesome. And I, you know, I think this kind of can segue into like what we can do. And so that's why, like, and now I see why after like Brian had a conversation with you like a week and a half ago, why he called me with such urgency of like, let's get this campaign going, like, let's get the dams down. So, you know, to any of our listeners, if you have any connections to Senator Cantwell, Senator Murray, Jay Inslee, um, you know, the Biden administration, anybody, um, please, you know, talk to them. And if you don't feel like you have all the knowledge or you want some help, the three of us are here and we're happy to facilitate a conversation and also you know write those letters yourself too you know um brian do you want to talk a little bit about the campaign uh yeah so you know like i said we launched this campaign we called it <clears throat> it's about damn time <laughs> because it, i mean it really is and I, I wish i knew the exact number but there there's um of years if you know, we have left for the Chinook salmon. Um, but the, the matter of fact is that it's very, very, very limited. It's slipping away. And um, so we've launched this. You know, we've made uh, Gloria, I know, um, went to work and she got some help from um, some, some just awesome. We're getting lots of help from people who want to get involved in this. Um, and, and they've created an awesome infographic talking about how you can reach uh, Senators Murray and Cantwell and what to say and um, kind of just kickboarding off of the conversation I had with Howard. It was basically saying, well, Simpson's proposal was the only thing we've got to work with as of right now. You know, it's a piece of paper on someone's desk and, you know, that's what we want to start with. And so we got to talking about it some more and, and realizing, well, you know, by 10 years was his initial proposal might not be enough time. So why don't we just remind him, hey, we really need these dams now down now. Um, and, and for anybody who's listening and we hear they hear us talk a lot about the Forest Snake River dams. This is a, a river that's tied into the Columbia River, which goes all the way down the border, about two thirds away. I'm looking at a map right now uh, of the Washington and Oregon border, but it, it's it scoots out and comes all the and most of this river is in Idaho. And so for for Simpson to propose this means that they have a very real need for those dams to come down. It, and, and, and as what seems to us from a political standpoint, which is more shocking, is that he's Republican. Someone who's vying for, uh, um, you know, a conservation effort, um, you might not expect that to come from someone who's a Republican. So as Howard said, we need to really raise our voices, put a lot more support behind this and, and give this guy some love because I mean, this is the only thing that's on the table right now. And, um, and so we did, we went to work right away. We told him, look, here's who you can call the address. You can send it to. We have a guy who, who um, is on TikTok who's been, you know, Fred is his name has been helping out. I know he and Erica sat and they went through a whole lot of like, um, faxes that they could send into their office. And, um, you know, you can just go back to, um, you know, Instagram. If you go to co-extinction film or breaching extinction or Blackfin coffee, you'll be able to find, um, the information to be able to figure out how you can help. Um, and I know, again, I've heard that, you know, 
a hundred letters a day. I think this was coming from Jim Waddell, who was sharing with us, you know, a hundred letters a day is what can really make a huge difference. And we need everybody's individual voice. Um, and, and that's what we're looking for. A lot of support all at one time, because again, Simpson's proposal says we need this infrastructure bill to pass and then to, to get some, some hands on the dollars for this process. And it's good to kind of just elaborate again, because reminding us that, you know, the, the tax dollars that will be saved would be, should be more than enough to take care of the cost of all of what these, these local municipalities are able to benefit from. Quite right. Um, yeah. Well, you know, bless you guys for getting the word out using, you know, your, your, uh, your vehicles, your media to, to uh, engage more people and build that awareness and motivate more people to, to do that, to get more people into that circle dancing, you know. Trying to create uh, that symphony. Yeah, right, right. Um, so what about uh, these signs that you've created, Howard, or is it you, or is it somebody working with you, the Snake well, River signs? Actually, these are the brainchild of Dana Lyons, a folk singer and environmental activist extraordinaire uh, in Bellingham, who has uh, designed and, and campaigned with signs around the Bellingham area about uh, pipelines and, you know, other environmental threats. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's strategic. It's deliberately intended to uh, catch the attention of the decision makers whose decisions we want to talk about. Um, and uh, so he had them made. And of course, he's, you know, an unemployed road musician right now during COVID. So uh, he, he did a GoFundMe and was able to recoup his expenses. And I got uh, 25 of those signs and I've put a few up around. I've got one in my yard right now and a couple of friends. And um, so they are available. The trouble is they can't really be mailed. So they've got to be kind of, you know, personally handed off somehow. There has to be a rendezvous somewhere to hand off the signs. Uh, they cost, uh, I think it, he said $6 each uh, just, you know, to recoup his expenses. But, you know, he, he did do that GoFundMe. So it's, it's basically covered. Uh, so, you know, whatever contribution to a folk singer you'd like to make, uh, would be a big help and he makes a lot of contacts he's he, he's working on it all the time mm -hmm. um, so, I just had a thought and yeah. I realized that um, both of these senators offices are here in Seattle and you know I'm in Seattle um, I know that uh, I, I don't know how much of you know honestly there's a, a shortage of lawns here in Seattle but, you know, what if we had like a T-shirt or something, if we could, you know, have moving signs? I don't know. It was just a thought that flew into my brain. Yeah. Um, any, you know, would somebody donate their window, you know, a shopkeeper that's not open or, uh, you know, if, 
anybody that could uh, make those signs visible, I'm sure we could get some downtown to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. All mural. All right, well, it, yeah. Mural a wall. But yeah, that would be like, that would uh, grab people's attention. Sure and there's would. tons of artists in the Orca community. So that could very easily be put up. Yeah. I, I know, I know the wall outside of the office that we could put it on. Now I just have to convince them to do it. Okay. All right. <laughs> Convince them to do it, and I, I bet we could band together and find some artists. Go fund me, and yeah. yeah. I think that well, would be amazing. Uh, visuals don't carry well on radio or podcasts, uh, so no point in trying to share the screen. But um, they're they're very stunning, instant recognition. Snake River Dams with a big red X and underneath it says, save the salmon, save the orcas. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the essence is right there. And, uh, you know, anybody would know what it means. And it would sort of, you know, if they don't know what that is all about, what dams are those, you know, it would maybe give them the occasion to go look it up. Yeah. That's what that hashtag is for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I'm glad that they're doing that. And like, I mean, I think that that's just another way that we can reach people. I think because of COVID, so many people try to reach everybody through the internet because that's all we kind of have been able to do for the last year. But that's really good too, because it's, you know, it's going to be eye-catching and, you know, spark questions of like, what are the Snake River dams? And hopefully we can get them down. Um, but there is, you know, we were discussing another project that, has come up our initiative the red road to dc um that could potentially be another tipping point that we have here um but it looks like the lummy nation which i would love to have howard repeat what he said before we started recording um about you know how the lummy nation has been involved um and what they're doing you know they're bringing this totem pole essentially to several different um indigenous nations and then they're taking it to dc and essentially just asking biden to remove the lower snake river dams right um totem poles have great power mm -hmm. I, you know i i didn't know that you know you, you you think totem pole you think anthropology you think an artifact somewhere you think uh, it's it's uh, you know an art form maybe uh but in 2018 uh, the Lummi Carvers, the House of Tears Carvers, uh, created this totem pole of an orca, basically an orca and salmon and seals and other marine critters, but essentially an orca. Uh, and it was a part, it was really the, the, the public launch of their campaign to bring Tokitai, Skalichaltamak, to not, as they call her, uh, back, you know, from Miami, where she's been for 50 years since being captured right here off Whidbey Island, um, to bring her back as a relative, as, as a long lost member of their family. And this totem, I, I was, we went along for a couple of the events and especially three days in Miami uh, with the drumming, the singing, uh, the Black Hawk singers are 
Lummi singers that accompany the, the marches and, and the events. And uh, it's just an overwhelming power and energy that you get in those events. So now they've launched this new totem, built a new totem, a 24 foot. It's made out of, uh, you know, 400 year old cedar windfall carved into this beautiful totem with all sorts of critters and, and images, uh, everything from, you know, salmon and eagles to uh, they've got a, you know, a, a small image of kids in cages. You know, we know what that's about. Uh, and it's, it's just a very powerful totem with a, a big eagle head right on the top of it. And uh, they are now in their tour. They've, they've started a sort of a, you know, the, the prototype tour. They went to Port Townsend, they came to Coopville, a couple other stops. Um, but they're going to uh, start this journey of the Northwest out on the Olympic Peninsula and points around Puget Sound and down to California and back in May. Uh, and then in July, they're going to head east. And their first stop is going to be the Snake River. And it's going to be hosted by tribes for ceremonies on the Snake River. I don't know the tribes or the details exactly, but it's going to bring attention to the need to bring down those dams on the Snake River. So, and they have, you know, they're a, a part of the affiliated tribes. They're, you know, they, they have many, many allies among the Native Americans of, of the, the whole country, but also uh, you know, most especially the, the Salish people, the coastal Salish and, and beyond. Uh, so they will be bringing all of that energy. And, you know, it, it seems like, well, it's, it's ceremony, you know, it's pomp and circumstance, but it's not. It, I mean, it goes so much deeper to the people who are participating and I'm not anywhere near native, but, uh, it, it energizes, it informs, it, it builds that harmony of symphony, you know, that, that, you know, that voice. So I, I just think that will be a very powerful addition to bringing down those dams, to changing attitudes all over. Yeah. Um, did you say that in May they're doing like, cause I just saw the big one that they're doing in July where they, you know, go to those other places. So you're, they're doing a shorter one in May, did you say? Yeah, yeah. They're doing a sort of a preliminary West Coast tour, okay. uh, mainly around Washington, out on the peninsula and Puget Sound, you know, meeting with tribes and down to California. They have, uh, I think, a stop in, in the Bay Area. Um, so that'll that that's coming up and then they do the big one across the country okay and is this like the sort of thing where like members of the public can show up to show their support or is it more of like a private between nations sort of event it's absolutely open to everybody and it's most of them you know hopefully will be in you know covid permitting will be well publicized and bring in lots of people lots of media uh, God, the totems are incredible images to broadcast. They're just beautiful. 
This one, yeah. definitely. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it'll be high impact. Yes. Is there like a website or anything or uh, any, any way in which people can look up and maybe find a schedule to put on their calendars? I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there that wants to support this physically in person if they can. Oh, oh sure. I mean, it, it does need lots of support. Uh, Red Road, uh, you said it earlier, Erica. Um, Red Road to DC. They, if you just Google that, there's a website that'll pop up. Um, and maybe they just haven't updated it with the May stuff. Um, Cause I looked at it a few days ago um, and it just had the July stuff on there, but I'm sure they'll probably put it on there, but it's the Red Road to DC. If you just put it in a Google search, you guys can find it. And then we'll link it in the episode description. And so you guys can just click on it. Wonderful. Yes. Thank so you. what is the end, like, what is the end goal of that uh, March? What are they after? You know, because they're going to DC, right? They're not just stopping at the Snake River, right? I don't think it's exactly results oriented in that okay. way. It's more ceremonial re resurgence, revitalization. Um, yeah, that, that that's a very good question, but it's it it's just to 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 rebuild that awareness. Uh, and for many of us to build that awareness that um, nature is all. Nature, you know, we, we need to protect nature. They're going to address issues, you know, the Snake River dams first uh, as they start their tour, but uh, other issues, uh, whether they're, you know, pipelines or, you know, other pollutants or some kind of other, you know, issues that are in different areas across the country. They're gonna line up with those. And so, you know, they'll be drawing attention to particular manifestations of the exploitation of industrial society, <laughs> you could say, but, uh, you know, their, their overall message is uh, nature is sacred. We should respect, we should honor, we should protect. Uh, and, you know, that, that's the result works it happens <laughs> yes i think all of this is positive and like we are you know getting the tables to turn a little bit and i think that that's great and we just need to keep the momentum up so i just encourage everybody to keep writing keep talking to people don't underestimate what power you have because you know it, it, people have just gotten stuff done in history just because they did it and we're not any different than anybody else like it's none of the people that have gotten anything done were special in any way like they're all just people like us so everybody just keep doing everything that you can do and I think you know we, we've seen that there's so many different ways to do this and there's no like you know one thing so that's my Great. kind of piece of advice to everyone thank you you said it well <laughs> I believe that yes do you guys have any like final thoughts? Boy, we've had a lot of thoughts already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have anything that I've been holding back. So no, not really. Okay. I would just say, you know, guys, this is, uh, it's not over till it's over. You know, there's a, there, there's a lot of back and forth in Congress right now that is happening at this moment that does decide how the federal infrastructure bill ends 
And so um, right now is the perfect time to just tee this puppy up. We want to drive it home. And so continue to like, I just want to make sure that people aren't complacent and thinking, you know, oh, well, the bill isn't passed yet. So we're not, you know, they're not ready for it. No, 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 no. Right now is the time. Because um, if we're not in the ear as a big megaphone for this, um, we'll, we'll miss the boat. And so, guys, just keep on doing what you're doing and pumping as much support into this. Um, you know, it's about damn time. So let's get it done. Yeah. That's it. Very good summary. And we need our Washington elected officials, especially our senators, to chime in and help this happen. Uh, and that that's just got to rise up to their ears until they can't deny it. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you both for being here and thanks everybody for listening. And, you know, thank you guys both for the effort that you put into this and, you know, having this space so that we can have a conversation and get that info out here. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you guys for joining us. If you guys have any questions about the It's About Damn Time campaign or how you can help the Orcas, please feel free to reach out to any of us. Um, as always, if you guys want to support this page, feel free to check out our Patreon. Go follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Hope you guys have a wonderful week. Bye.